We're back with another episode of a Silver Screen and Roll podcast. And by we, I should clarify, I'm Christian Rivas. You can follow me on Twitter at Rad Rivas. And I'm back for the second time in a two-month span, which is the most I've ever talked to Sasha, if we're being honest. Uh, I'm, I'm with Sasha. What's up? The most anyone ever talks to me. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> well, I hate that... Uh, your most frequent friend is me, but here we are, <laughs> and we're doing the thing that most friends want to do, and the honestly, the best thing two friends can do is is record a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> record a podcast for everyone to listen to. We're just vibing today, yeah. is what we've decided. Thousand of people will listen to thousand (laughs) well yeah just like the amount of resumes on magic's desk a thousand (laughs) (laughs) that was uh we should probably talk about that that's probably what what's going to be the bulk of our show is the report that espn's baxter homes dropped uh and and we've been expecting this report for quite some time now it was hinted at magic johnson's impromptu resignation which even almost two months removed is still such a funny like sentence to say impromptu (laughs) resignation like all all resignations i guess are kind of impromptu but he didn't tell anybody but like his pet tortoise um that i'm confident he has because if you make as much money as magic johnson Mm. i've never met somebody that makes that much money that doesn't have a tortoise in their home how many like billionaires question mark do you know is he a billionaire uh, y'all easily, easily i'd say yeah how many yeah. billionaires do you know i you know not a lot not uh, a lot but <laughs> but i've i've been in nice houses and most of them have uh pet tortoises always a tortoise uh, <laughs> anyway back to um this story which is like truly horrific I'm sure you can write this kind of story about like most teams around the league or just most workplaces in general. But yeah, this was this was truly very bad. Yeah. I mean, you like theoretically could. There's probably drama like this at almost every workplace. Right. But you practically couldn't because you need dozens and dozens (laughs) of sources in order to put something like this together. And uh, that pretty much is what makes this story interesting and makes it stand out. The reason why we can find it credible at all, right? And that I I think so. I've I'm I'm on Twitter. <laughs> I I think we established that <laughs> at the top of the show. But I want to say like seventy percent of Lakers fans read this story and said, "Oh yeah, this is bad." Like yeah, <laughs> somebody should probably do something about this. And to Magic Johnson's credit, he did something about it by leaving. Mm-hmm. But there's a small section of the fan base that has read the story and decided that um, fake news. Use, yeah, to use a term from Jeannie Buzz, <laughs> fake news. And a lot of that goes back to the whole use of anonymous sourcing, which a lot of this does. But you have to understand, like, I saw a tweet today that said, well, if they have so much to say, why don't they put uh, 
a name to their source. And it's like, dude, it's because they work there. Like if you if you had some dirt on your job, you're not going to use your government name <laughs> to 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 talk about your boss. Yeah, it literally says in the story that a lot of them aren't authorized to speak on it. They literally don't have permission. <laughs> they would get fired. Right. And but that's like that's everybody's main takeaway from the story is like, one, can we trust ESPN? They got one thing wrong about LeBron James uh, last summer. Ramona Shelburne, uh, Ramona Shelburne and Walsh, are they even real journalists? Like, that's what I've seen all season, oh and it God. drives me insane. And I get it. Like, Woj's tweets sometimes about the Lakers. It'll be like, uh, Lakers hired new head coach Frank Vogel after failing miserably in their <laughs> coaching search because they're a pathetic franchise. And it's like, <laughs> I get it. All that extra fluff you can do without. But at the end of the day, Ramona Shelburne... Aiden Wojnarowski and Baxter Holmes is very, very good at his job. The standards are also like really high for the reporting. Right. I mean, this is really different from like a Woj tweet. Like this yeah. story is not a tweet. It's not like a Woj bomb. It's like this is a this is an actual like a bomb. Yeah. Is that a and thing? It, and it, yeah, like an atomic bomb. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm just saying, like, there are all kinds of letters that we put in front of bomb. <laughs> just just go with your gut instinct, and I I promise you it's probably right. This is an uh, A-bomb. This is like an actual <laughs> fucking bomb. This is not yeah. a Woj bomb. <laughs> the, the thing that stood out to me, there's quite a few things. But honestly, let's just go down the list. <laughs> sure. So the, the main thing that people took away from this story uh, and the thing that was hinted at during his, his press conference was, how Magic Johnson treated his employees. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't sound like Magic was the big old smiley, uh, charismatic person we've all known to to love over the past few years. I mean, it's sucky of him, I guess. But his arguments that I found compelling were... I work at a bunch of... Like, I'm really successful. And I was like... Yeah, I mean, yeah, you are. You are really <laughs> successful. Like, it's sucky if you treat people this way, but you have a lot of successful businesses. And, like, I don't necessarily think that that's something that doesn't exist everywhere else. Mm -hmm. Like, the anti-anxiety medication prescriptions that were required from working with magic are messed up. Probably the, <laughs> yeah. the worst the part worst of the story. Yeah the worst look for magic, our guy magic. But I definitely know people who work at agencies whose bosses treat them like garbage. Yeah. And it's not an uncommon thing. That doesn't make it right. It's just like not an uncommon thing. My, okay. For, so here's for my these thing. like big personality guys. Right. My thing though, like, more than anything. So Magic Johnson did hop on SportsCenter uh, to refute these claims, not even respond to them because he I, I like technically he responded to them. But not once did he say like, eh, you know what? I did mess up. Like I made mistakes. I'm sorry. He just mm -mm. flat out denied everything by by pointing to the success he's had as a businessman. And to his credit, absolutely. Magic Johnson 
since retiring as a basketball player, has made all the right investments, has made some good business decisions, and by all accounts is a successful businessman. The only thing is, is when you look at the body of work Magic Johnson did with the Lakers, or lack thereof, really, you can make the argument that this could be an outlier because of all the businesses he has his hands in. This is probably the one he was least involved in, at least from what we know, as, as, as how much he was around the organization. There's a difference between being like a CEO and then being a president of basketball operations. Right. Wasn't he like, didn't he have like a really bad failed like coaching thing? Oh, yeah, definitely. And yeah. A, a failed TV show. Like, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the coaching thing, it's like he didn't, I know coaching and sort of being in a front office are really different, but right. the one thread is basketball and like, yeah, I think it makes sense that he did not do well in this role considering he had <laughs> no experience whatsoever and he just brought his like normal tactics from being an executive to being a like basketball operations person which is right. super different because basketball <laughs> it's just like the day-to-day grind of running a basketball team i don't think he was anticipating that and perhaps that was some of that had to do with him observing jim bus and what he did when he was with lakers because i think we all know when Jim Buss and Mitch Kupchak with the Laker were with the Lakers, it was really Mitch Kupchak doing most of the work and then consulting with Jim Buss saying, like, you know, this is what we're going to do. What do you think about this? And more often than not, Jim Buss would defer to Mitch Kupchak. I think one thing we learned about this story specifically is that that wasn't the case with Magic. To play devil's advocate, let's just assume Magic Johnson was around as much as Jim Buss was when Mitch Kupchak was there. I, I think the biggest difference is, is that Magic Johnson wasn't around and he wanted to put his input on the team. Yeah. And that's that's most prevalent uh, in the report about them wanting to take Omari Spellman, uh, who's now with the Atlanta Hawks with that 25th pick, uh, and Magic Johnson saying, like, eh, I don't know about him. Um, and it overall, that whole part of the story is just a, such a bad look. Because our poor guy, Josh Hart, got thrown under the bus in the process. That's what I was about to say. I'm like, they literally just dragged Josh Hart into this for no reason. Honestly, I thought that was kind of rude of Baxter Holmes, to be honest. (laughs) I was like, why do we we have to drag Josh Hart through the mud with us? There's no reason. It didn't really add that much except for like a, a, a pop of color. Yeah. And I, but see, but. The counterpoint to that is like somebody they could have said like a former teammate of Amari Spellman's, and it's just like, duh, Josh Hart both played on the same team. But I think a large part of it too is um, kind of a blame game uh, from the front office's perspective. It's like, well, it wasn't me. I like it wasn't my decision alone not to make that like pick. We ta- we spoke to people including one of his former teammates and decided that wasn't the best route for us to go. And honestly, I, I would not blame Josh Hart or any of the young guys 
like during this whole mess if they just decided I don't, I don't want any part of this like somebody brought up on twitter today that like mo wagner who was the other side of this story the guy that was picked and took a lot of heat for it the fact that his name was thrown in this story the fact that he was thrown out to the wolves as a rookie on media day um it's just it's an absolute mess and whether it's mo or josh hart I, I would not blame any of those guys if they just have had it by now. Like, so young into their careers, too. Well, I've had it. <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't see how they cannot have had it by this point. <laughs> I mean, I guess they make a lot more money than me. Oh, that probably... I mean, shoot. If I was making that much money, I'd probably be a little more tolerable to you. But I'm not. I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> it was not it did not paint anybody in the Lakers staff in a favorable light uh and most notably the one the the person that's still employed by the team and has quite a bit of power which is Rob Palenka uh and Baxter Holmes talked or spoke to a few executives around the league uh that questioned whether or not Rob Palenka is capable of doing his one job which is a very important job from from the Lakers perspective like it's literally running the basketball team his lies in this article like <laughs> reminded me of lies that my parents told me to just <laughs> to just like shut me up when i right. was little do you know what i mean the biggest one is the fact that he so the lakers held this thing over the or have over the past few seasons called genius talks which is such a Rob Palenka thing to do. Like, there is no doubt in my mind that this is an idea of his where they just bring people in to talk about, uh, like, successful people. Like, I think The Rock came in. Kendrick Lamar came, has came in. Mm -hmm. Successful guys, by all means. Uh, but during one of those genius talks, Rob Palenka brought up an anecdote about Kobe Bryant having a conversation with Heath Ledger uh, yeah. when The Dark Knight came out. And uh, it, it, if you put the puzzle pieces together, the timelines don't add up. And if in Baxter Holmes and the people he's talked to, that conversation never happened. Like, what's, what's the point of lying about stuff like that? I'm sure Kobe <laughs> Bryant, in his 20 years of being the face of the Los Angeles Lakers, has met quite a few successful people. To the point where you don't have to lie about the people he's met. Kobe Bryant's met Michael Jordan. Like, what are you talking, what's the point of lying? It's just, like, at that point, it's just lying for the sake of lying. That's allegedly. what makes it the most, like, concerning, right? Yeah. At that point, it's just, like, you're a compulsive liar at that point. It's just, like, I need to say something that isn't true. That's what the Bob Myers, the Bob Myers story was the one that was really triggering for me in terms of, like, <laughs> lies that your parents told. Yeah. So he's, like, he basically was, he was, like, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, normal for me to be here because Bob Myers sits in on those meetings in right. Golden State. And then Walton, or Walton was like, it's weird that you do this. And, <laughs> and said that Bob's Ma Bob Myers didn't do this and he's competent. And then Palenka uh -huh. basically was just like, actually, no, I've talked to him since you left. And uh, he he is doing that now. Dude, that's it's like so such a fake. Funny. It's yeah. so fake. It's so such a obvious lie. Like it's basically like, 
oh, like, can we go get some cake from the store? It's still open. And your parents are like, actually, I just checked. They close at noon on Saturdays <laughs> now. You know what I mean? It's so dumb. And, like, you have to think that the person that you're talking to is four years old yeah. to believe that they're going to buy it. And, uh, obviously, this wouldn't be a Lakers season wrap-up without the mention of Luke Walton, who was on whose seat was on fire, like, all season. Um, and some of Luke Walton's coaching staff will said a few things to say about the way the roster was constructed, which, at at this point, it's common knowledge. Like, listen, man. They didn't do a good job of constructing the roster. Everybody knows that. Uh, but the fact that people that were previously employed by the team shared those thoughts uh, while it was happening, just it, it kind of just shows how far the Lakers are, like, or how deep in the sand, like their head in the sand, I think is the term, uh, mm-hmm. our boss, or my boss, I should say, um, Harrison Fagan, used in his story for silver screen and roll today it's just there's they're in their own little bubble and they're really happy being there and i the most concerning thing is i don't see them like wanting to escape that anytime soon no i think they might believe that they're in a hole too deep at this point and that the best thing that they could do would be to succeed like without apologizing yeah do you know what i mean i think Mm. their plan right now is to win by sheer force and to not have (laughs) to backtrack or apologize at all but be like you know what maybe this will turn out good yeah who knows (laughs) maybe it'll turn out good y'all and honestly like i still have a little bit of that hope in my heart i'm like you know what like we have a few good things going for us these guys are obviously annoying and terrible sometimes to certain people and like Mm. liars i mean brad palinka's lies are weird and there's just no reason for them but we all lie sometimes (laughs) you know what i mean if there's one thing you take away from this podcast today it's that lying is okay and we all do it sometimes (laughs) i don't know if it's okay (laughs) we just all do it if you don't lie ever you're apparently George Washington, but they've been <laughs> lying to us for a long time about what his teeth were made of. Everyone, I would could I, I would say you should Google that. Okay, a lot of lies around around his teeth substance. Anyway, I'm glad we cleared that up. Yeah, I just think you should know. <laughs> Google it. Um, it what was I are, talking about? Oh, things yeah. are okay. Uh, yeah. To be honest, we. Still have yet to see what's going to happen in free agency. When free agency blows up and just is a friggin' train wreck and is horrible to see and experience, yeah. then I'm going to maybe be like recoiling into <laughs> my shell a little bit uh, and take, I need to, you know, maybe would need to take a break from yeah. all of this. And I think. That that's like the benefit of the doubt. So myself and a few of my other uh colleagues. Colleagues, right. Yeah, there it is. At Silver Screen and Roll have taken some heat over the last few months about our coverage of the team and how negative it is. Like that's I only literally... take heat about my potty mouth. <laughs> Exclusively what I take heat about. And my thing is, it's like I get it. 
they could still have a very successful summer. Like they could execute a trade for Anthony Davis and sign Kyrie Irving. And by the start of next season, we, the Lakers could feasibly roll out a lineup of Kyrie Irving, Josh Hart, LeBron James, Kyle Kuzma, and Anthony Davis, which is a good team. I would watch that team. I would root for that team Mm -hmm. very hard. Um, this is what my pitch to Katie is. I'm like, Katie, you want to be a god, okay? They told <laughs> you that being next to LeBron will be bad for your image or whatever. You won't be the main guy. But I'm telling you, there are more than enough Lakers fans to create <laughs> a very fun, like, LeBron stan and Katie stan <laughs> sort of dynamic. And we'd absolutely love to do that. And I would absolutely love to put my superior takes on the internet about how I like both equally. I need this KD. <laughs> Come to LA. I uh so I think we've we've talked about this before, Sasha. I, I don't think <laughs> I don't think it's happening. Look, uh, I know they're just posturing, but his agent did say that he hasn't made any decisions yet. You're absolutely right. Um and and again, like anything's possible. Every like until June 30th, which is when that new moratorium is when when players can start talking uh, or when teams can start talking to free agents until then, nobody knows what is going to happen. But I think the thing you have to take into consideration when like when I'm writing, the things I take into consideration is like context. Like, is there any reason to be optimistic about this team going forward? And the answer is yes. Like, yeah, they have a pretty exciting young core in Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Josh Hart, and the impending number four pick. Like, those are all good things. $32.5 million in cap space isn't a little bit of cap space. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, But it goes back to the people making the decisions. Like, I, I think more than anything, the, the story, this story, the purpose of this story that came out uh, on Tuesday is that the people that are in charge of the Lakers currently probably shouldn't be and have no business being in charge going forward. And that's like whatever optimism there is going into the offseason is just kind of hindered by them being in the positions they hold currently. Yep, I'm trying to ignore it all. My strategy (laughs) is to just not think about them that much. Yeah, just not really think about them that much. Pretty much ignore that they're in charge and just think about the players. Mostly (laughs) I'm just holding on to my excitement about, like, basketball being back. I know we got a few months, but... And I know basketball is still being played right now. I just mean Lakers basketball because it's just annoying when... Everything about the team is just like frigging scuttlebutt, and it's just like rumors and gossip and yeah. I just wish that we had some basketball to watch so that we didn't have to care about any of the nonsense. And again, like I get that we we talked about uh, off air about the grind of covering this team at this point of the season because right now what we're supposed to be getting is like draft workouts, draft talk, but the amount of noise that's surrounding this team, it's like I I have not seen the Lakers put out one press release yet about the team about the players they're gonna they're gonna work out. Um and that's quite frankly, so true. Yeah. It's, Where it's is usually, that? 
around this time of year, uh, they start doing that. It's just there's so much going on around the team. Like, they just hired their head coach earlier this month. As far as we know, they have one assistant coach, and that's Jason Kidd. They still don't have an athletic trainer. Uh, And the the biggest signing... Wait, wait, wait. Didn't they hire Judy Sito? Yeah, but she'll be answered. So whoever they hire as the head athletic trainer is going to be answering to her. So she oh, she okay. holds kind of like an executive position, from what I understand, at least. Um, so there's still like there are things we should be talking about, uh, but right now it's like all there is to talk about is how bad the Lakers are, and I I think personally I I think it's worth talking about. You really have to hammer home the point that. The best, like arguably one of the most storied franchises in all sports and one of the most valuable franchise in all sports is being ran like really poorly. Like you can argue outside of them signing LeBron James last season, the Lakers are ran as poorly as any team in the league right now. Um, if you if you put their front office they're God, I I really don't like listing their names off because it doesn't make any sense (laughs) when you say it out loud but their front office coop currently right now consists of the owner Jeannie Buss who's also the team president her advisors Kurt and Linda Rambis who have no business being in a team front office but for some reason are that was a this article was a freaking takedown of Linda Rambis. Right. This was this was a terrible look for her. <laughs> Being described, I'm pretty sure she was described by a staffer. I don't want to get this wrong. Right. As like enjoying the influence that she had over Jeannie and that like yeah. whenever Kurt or anybody in that circle would be present at a meeting, everybody would be like subdued and like not open and wouldn't like speak a lot because mm-hmm. they knew that it was going to be reported back to Linda, AKA Jeannie and Rob. That's a bit of a mess. It doesn't sound like a healthy work environment by any means. Um, and the, the thing you and I are holding out onto hope for, and I don't think it's unrealistic to hold out onto hope for is the fact that players just don't care. Like they just want to yeah. play basketball and win basketball games with LeBron James, who throughout his career has won very many basketball games. I have something to say about the the fact that there should be stuff that we're talking about that isn't this gossip, but is actual basketball stuff. But for some reason, the Lakers are not just not telling it to us or not giving us any information. Right. I think that the coaching hire is not a turnoff. Like, I think we have a decent coaching staff for players to be like, okay, this is real. Like, he's not a scrub. I'd he's agree, yeah. He's a head coach before. He's saying the right things. Like, LeBron really has no choice but to buy in at this point. And, like, he just seems like a nice guy. He seems like a coach that players really like. Paul George is a fan. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know. I I just I feel like the coaching hire is actually a big positive for the team. And I feel like Judy Sito, I hope that I'm saying her name right, right. um, is also a 
positive thing. I mean, she is like Kobe's Kobe's gal is what the I was going to say. Whisper, yeah. <laughs> so Kobe like trusts her a lot. And I think that these hires are actually good positives that they should be promoting really heavily and they should be doing a ton of press about it to counter the bad press they're getting. That's pretty yeah. much all gossip. And I don't want to like reduce this article to gossip because uh-huh. there's obviously imp- important information in there and like mm-hmm. gives us a sense of what's actually going on in the front office. But there are also teams that we know are dysfunctional all over the place. And there's not these types of stories about them. And I just really think that like part of it is that it's more new for the Lakers. Like the Knicks have been dysfunctional pretty much the entire time they've been right. in existence. <laughs> so it's basically just there's this great story of like Dr. Bus ran it so beautifully and then mm-hmm. he left it to his daughter who is running it into the ground. There's this like fun narrative to hold on to there. But I mm-hmm. genuinely think that the basketball aspects of our team right now are actually not in the toilet. Yeah. The coach is a good coach. He's going to be good. I don't know if he is a championship coach. Yeah. That's, no, he's, that yeah. is a question that I have. But I also think he is going to bring a lot of new stuff that we haven't seen to the table from him, I mean, new from mm-hmm. him this season. And when you pair anybody with LeBron, you're going to have a pretty good team. And that's what we saw last season. It just sucked to have so many injuries. And hopefully this new athletic training staff can be helpful for that. But I don't know how much you can really do about that. A lot of it is luck. But still, let's get and- lucky. That's what I'm trying to say. Let's get lucky. <laughs> that should be luck. That should be the motto for the offseason. Get lucky. Get lucky. There we go. Um, I think those are all super fair points, and I won't argue with that with you on any of them. It's just like I think it's hard to to focus on that because again, I think all the outside noise surrounding the organization is valid, and more than anything, I think it would be different if like the Lakers were coming off of a great season or like a promising season at the very least. But do you think this stuff would come out if the Lakers were succeeding? I think Rob Polinka actually was kind of right when he said that, you know, we're losing and we're doing badly and that's why all this stuff is happening. Right. I don't know if, like, these stories would be as popular or as existent, like, whether they would exist yeah. <laughs> at all if the Lakers came off a winning season. But, okay, so that that's the point I was getting to is the, the reason they didn't have a winning season a lot – Obviously, alongside the injuries, injuries were super unfortunate. Um, but along with the injuries, a lot of the issues they had last season and that like flooded into the off season uh, were self inflicted. Like they have nobody to blame but themselves. Ultimately, oh, it's like all all this hearsay, um, you know, didn't come out of thin air. Like the, we're talking about the way the Lakers season unfolded, like even from just a basketball standpoint, the reason the Lakers are where they are and not, um, you know, a few weeks removed from a playoff spot is because they over 
thought things in last summer with with who they signed. There's a blueprint for succeeding with LeBron James, and it's surrounding him with shooters. Uh, maybe not one-dimensional shooters, but three-point shooting is a very big part of it, and they didn't. It just felt like a very half-baked idea. Even at the time, I remember <laughs> like hearing – this is me knowing – like two years into watching basketball and being uh-huh. like hearing their strategy. And even I was like, okay, that's certainly an idea. <laughs> you know, it's like, it, it was like an idea that magic had and was like, this is my epiphany. Like this yeah. is such a great <laughs> idea. I'm magic Johnson. And it's yeah. like, we all went along with it because we were like, yes, it's his epiphany. He's Magic Johnson. <laughs> yeah. And we were we were just like taken with him. And now the luster is worn off. And looking back, I'm like, yeah, that's that wasn't a good idea. Like <laughs> this is he said something in the when he went on first take that really stuck with me. It was when he was talking about how he had heard from people before he started working with Rob Palinka that Rob Palinka was a snake and <laughs> that he was not trustworthy and that he sucked. And he was like, but I was like, I got to give him a chance. I can't just listen to these people. And I was like, no, sir. No, sir, you cannot. You absolutely do not just listen to these people. It's like a theme that's constantly like a through line with everything we hear about him is that he just doesn't take other people's opinions into account. Absolutely. He's been really successful with that strategy in his life. But like I said, he doesn't know about doing this job, this basketball operations job. So when he was just doing all his ideas and they sucked, they, we sucked. Yeah. (laughs) And, and the, the hope, any sliver of optimism Going into this off season, uh, season. I don't know why I said it. Like that. <laughs> it's uh, the anyway the any any sliver of optimism going into the off season has to do with a lot of luck. Whether it's crap, uh, clasping your hands together and hoping to God the New Orleans Pelicans answer their phone and listen to their trade pa- package for Anthony Davis or landing a free agent, like. Either one of those things is a fine outcome. And the only other reason to be optimistic, and it's a big if, but if the Lakers can learn from their first season with LeBron James, their first full season, including the offseason, if they can learn from that, then they're in good shape going into the summer. I definitely don't think they're going to try the same strategy for like (laughs) team building this year. I think that one positive we can take off of this whole thing is that it went so poorly that we're definitely not going to do that again. Yeah. If they did somehow sneak into the playoffs, they could have pointed to injuries or, you know, other factors, Luke Walton and said like, well, let's run it back with a different coach and better health. And it's like, it was such a monumental failure <laughs> that, so there is, that they would be insane to do it again. I, You know what? That's a fair point I haven't thought of. We're also assuming that they're competent people that recognize that. And I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that, like, let's just hope that's true. That I think we've heard from them. I think at least I've heard from Magic, which I think should be a cue for everyone else because it was his idea. I don't <laughs> think that anybody else was really, like, super attached to this idea, to be honest. Right. Yeah. 
basically they've said that it was a mistake so <laughs> that one i feel confident about everything else like all of the like backstabbing and lying and like how you treat people all that stuff they're gonna deny that because it's bad for their reputation but the basketball mistake move forward let's do something else i think I think their strategy at this point is just to sign someone who's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, which is not a bad strategy. <laughs> not a super sophisticated one. Yeah. But it's not bad. Let's uh, let's hope they do that. Because if they don't, yeah. <laughs> I will go insane <laughs> midway through the season. And I, I would like not to do that. Yeah. I am trying so desperately to stay positive. It's painful to watch, I think. (laughs) It's painful to experience. I genuinely think that a lot of the... I don't ever really feel despair about it, but like my bad feelings about it are mostly just exhaustion from the experience of all of these things Mm -hmm. going on constantly and none of it being about basketball. And I know that once the season starts and we see some actual basketball, no matter who's on the court, we might be, you know, not impressed. I know a lot of people are going to count the season out if we don't get anyone good in free agency. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you should do that because, for one, a big possibility is that the Pelicans are not going to trade Anthony Davis until, like, February or something. Is that possible? That is, yeah, it is. I mean, they'd be okay. really stupid too, but I mean, it's not out of I don't know, like, or the maybe not until February, but like they might try to get him to stay, like convince him to stay, and then he might not want to. It's possible that like before the season, he'll be like, I'm definitely want to leave. But it's also possible that they don't have to trade him until right. February. So like there's still a chance, even if we don't get AD in the summer, that we could get him later down the line. If he and Zion don't work out or if he wants to leave anyway. Yeah. And, you know, we'll still get we have enough money to sign pretty good players. It's literally just whether they have the good sense to choose the Mm -hmm. right ones. Yeah. And that's what it boils down to. And again, it's going to take a lot of luck, but there is a bright side. You just have to look real hard to find it uh, and have like. Really, just so much optimism, like so much faith in in the fact that people can change. Uh, And if you are that person, I, you know, I commend you. That's awesome. Uh, But we don't know. That that's like the 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 whole conclusion. I think we can all come to is we won't know until June thirtieth. So let's pump the brakes until then and just cover the news. If we're good on that, I I think. I hope at least um, my readers and our readers will will be fine with that. I would just love, absolutely adore some information, just a morsel <laughs> of information about what's happening on the basketball side. Please, or, Lakers. Or some, summer leagues in a month and a few weeks. So yeah, that'll hope be and pray. great. And yeah. we'll know <laughs> stuff about the draft is going to come out soon and. Free agency starts on July 1st. That's also really fun. I just want to know why I want to hear people talk about what their decision making is for hiring 
assistant coaches and like who's yeah. gonna be the athletic trainer and like I want to hear. I feel like if they were more transparent, then it would be way less scary. Let's just hope the dog days are over soon, and they <laughs> should be coming to an end. The draft on July twentieth, um, and we'll know more then. Until then, all we can do is pray. Yeah, and like like we said. Who knows how much players care about this kind of stuff? Yeah. You know? Uh, well, I, I think the one thing we can take away is that other than Josh Hart, who <laughs> mercilessly dragged into the situation, it seems like everybody's <laughs> so just rude. enjoying their, their offseason. Like, Kyle Kuzma's traveled the world. I don't know so what Lonzo's doing. Him. Yeah. Lonzo is spending time with his daughter. I think he might be in mm, Florida. I don't know. But and LeBron is living his best life. Always. Bronny has an Instagram now, so he has he has bigger things to worry it about. It is insane. <laughs> so if if they don't care and if players don't care, this ultimately might not mean anything. Um, Bronny might again, just say Fuck it and become an Instagram star, <laughs> become an influencer. Who needs basketball these days, y'all? You can just become an influencer. And he already has so many followers. Yeah, he has a built-in. He's like that lady's daughter who cheated so she could get into college. <laughs> She's just an Instagram in- influencer. She doesn't actually need like a real job. <laughs> well, that's a dream. If uh, <laughs> if you guys want to follow me on Instagram, it's the Sponsor same as my. Me. It's the same as my Twitter handle. I'm looking uh, for spawns. I only take <laughs> green tea health. Things and things that make you lose weight by just some really horrible, unhealthy way. That's the only sponsorship <laughs> I accept. I Green tea detoxes. Literally anything free. Anything you send me free, I will happily use and promote. Really, honestly, that as, as this episode's coming to a close, that's what this all was about. A ploy to get ads and sponsors. Get some spawns. Sasha and I specifically. Just us, and it's for our Instagrams and Twitters. I have just over 300 followers now. Thank follower. you very much. Follow, she's a good follower. <laughs> a good follower. I mean, you are a good follower. You are supportive on that like button. I am are- extremely... <laughs> I have a little lead finger on the like button. But you're also a good follow. Um, and do you want to remind people where they can follow you before we go? Yeah, it's at Sash Ashal, twitter.com slash Sasha Shaw. The worst place on earth. <laughs> uh, is, it a, is it on earth? Do you know? Oh, is man. Twitter getting, on earth? We're getting to some real existential stuff <laughs> that we should probably. <laughs> you can follow me at Rad Rivas. Uh, and this was our podcast. You can. Uh, subscribe to our channel on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. And if not you want, Stitcher, Stitcher is for lamos. <laughs> oh God, I didn't know we were starting a beef. We're trying to get ads and sponsors here, <laughs> and you're over here calling companies out by by I name. Everybody, <laughs> uh, don't listen to anything I say. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can leave a review, and. Uh, but I'll sign off by saying uh, we love you, Pete, and we hope you're you're feeling all right. Get better, Pete. Stay strong. And we'll see you all next time, probably. 